Welcome to Beauty Besties, a podcast where two friends brought together by the internet beauty community break down their beauty faves and fails and get into the nitty gritty of navigating conscious consumerism. My name is Angela. And I'm Grace. Angela and I are friends who met over Instagram in the beauty community because we both have beauty Instagrams where I mostly post makeup looks and some reviews. And Angela also posts makeup looks and some reviews. We met about in person about what, like a year and a half ago or something like that. Yeah, I would say that's right. And um, coincidentally, I was actually moving to the city that Grace was in at that time. So we actually became like real IRL friends and our whole friendship really just stemmed from beauty. Yeah. And I think that's something we want to bring to this podcast is just how many friends you can make in this community because Angela and I have both been fortunate enough to make several friends over Instagram. And I think what's special about it is that, well, at least for me, I didn't have a lot of friends in real life that I could talk to about editorial makeup and the things that I was loving because they just didn't understand. And it was really nice to have this community as a break, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like for a lot of the friends that we have made on Instagram, beauty you know, not most of us are professional makeup artists. It's something that we do in our spare time as kind of an escape from the rest of the world, like you were saying. And it's really nice to have friends that can relate to you um, on that level. Oh, I think we forgot to say our our Instagram names. My handle is Grace Drinks Coffee. And mine is skin underscore poetry. And we're both what the beauty community would consider to be, I guess, micro influencers. (laughs) Whatever that means. (laughs) I feel like the community that I have (laughs) and the friendships that I have are pretty robust. So they're they're very macro. So whatever, guys. Very macro (laughs) as opposed to the micro influence. Not that I want my influence to be macro. I actually hate the word influencer. I want micro influence, but macro friendship. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Yes. In our first episode, we're going to be talking about our 2020 favorites Um, for skincare and makeup. Um, First, we're going to start with introductions, and then I think we're going to move on. So I'm Grace, and I started my beauty Instagram maybe four years ago, and it changed. It used to be a a coffee Instagram, which is where my name comes from. Um, And I would review coffee shops when I was living in New York City. Um, And then quickly it turned into me reviewing coffee shops and lipstick and and such. And now I do a lot of makeup looks. Um, In my day-to-day life, I'm actually a law student. And I'm Angela. I live in New York City. My day job is actually a night job because I work nights in a cardiac ICU. Um, I have a one-year-old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Henry that I am obsessed with and is the only child that I think I want ever Um, that's all I have to say. I agree with Grace that makeup is definitely really an escape for me, especially the year 2020 has been, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just been a little wild. We'll leave it there. Um, and makeup has been an awesome escape and it's been amazing connecting with people, uh, online, you know, through Instagram during a time when we can't necessarily connect with people in person. Yeah, I think 2020 was really a big year for like getting into makeup for me again. I think I've always been interested in makeup and 
I'm sure you have as well, Angela, but Mm -hmm. like the staying home in 2020 has really like helped me break out of my shell in terms of being creative. It used to be that I would come home from my day job and I would just like, instead of painting or drawing or writing, I would just, um, you know, do my makeup as like a, a fun thing to do after work. Um, yeah. And then it became something like that I could play with every single day. Um, law school has made that a little bit harder, but it's, I just think that makeup, uh, sorry, makeup in the year 2020 has been incredible as an escape for a lot of people. I definitely have to agree with that. And I think Grace and I, I mean, we had met in person before the, the panorama, (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. The panorama had started, um, but I think that we became really close when we actually started doing Instagram lives together. Yes, and that's then so true. I moved to New York City for work in the middle of the pandemic, and Grace and I were able to start hanging out in person, and thus began our our friendship. So, um, uh, and Angela actually highlighted my hair this summer. That was I really did. fun. <laughs> we're real friends. <laughs> That's how you know your real friends is when you trust someone with the bleach. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, Grace and I have been talking about beauty together for a while now. Um, so I'm really excited to do it on this platform. So in this episode, we're talking about the best of 2020, our favorites from the year um, in two different categories. So there's skincare, hair care. And then I actually put in shower, but I don't think I had that in our shared document. (laughs) Um, But I just like, you know, like shower things because I care less about those. (laughs) So I didn't think of putting them in the big list. And then the other one is makeup. Um, And then I have something that says brands on mine just generally, because I thought especially it would be, it would be negligent to not address like, the issues that were raised in June of this year um, in the beauty community. So I would like to, to chat about that a little bit when we get to it. Definitely. And just for um, anyone that's listening, Grace and I have not shared our answers with each other. So there's a couple products that I think I know what her answers are going to be, but I'm also really excited to hear what she has to say. Okay. Um, I think you're no, you'll know like what my answers are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but I have others um, that I don't think you know at all. Okay, so cool. I started with Best Cleanse. Um, and so like in honor of this name, but not really because we came up with it 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> I have um, a first cleanse and a second cleanse. So my first cleanse is the Hamish All Clean Balm, which was actually recommended to me by Angela. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah, it's my favorite. And I've tried a bunch of balm cleansers this year, including but not limited to um, the Versed. uh, I think it's called Take the Day Off. That might be the Clinique one, but they're all balm cleansers of some sort. Mm -hmm. The Versed one and the Glow Recipe one. Um, The Versed one is okay, but it leaves a little bit of a film. And the glow recipe one is just god awful. And some people can come at me on that if they want to, (laughs) but it's really bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It just like, it doesn't emulsify. And what I like about the Hamish one is that it gets everything off and it emulsifies and it's $14. Gotta love that. Um, I'm just gonna butt in and say that 
I also listed that as my favorite first cleanser. Um, <laughs> it's so good. And I think that um, I, I love it so much too because sometimes when my skin – my skin is actually pretty sensitive and – when my skin is acting up, I like to use cold water for like my skincare. And I find that the Hamish balm like emulsifies. It emulsifies with the cold water. Yes, yeah. it does. And a lot of balm cleansers that I've used, um, just they do not do that. So yeah, I, I really agree. appreciate that. And it's also not like overly stripping or overly drying. I have like a uh, I've unlocked a memory now that you said like <laughs> taking things off with cold water. Oh god. I don't know if you ever. So like the first the OG cleansing balm was actually from Lush and it was called Ultra Bland and if anybody remembers this but like I'm I feel ancient. I don't know why but I do. <laughs> it's like it was like an oil balm cleanser but you it never emulsified. You had to take it off with a hot cloth. Ew. And like when I yeah, I know. <laughs> Angela. Um, but when I had it, I was in high school and I was living at my grandma's house and I, I just like, you know, tried to take it off with water and hot water, cold water. It just like was sticking to my face and it was the scariest thing because <laughs> like it was so hard to get off. But maybe people remember hot cloth cleansers. Those were like the big OG first cleanse. Um, I did not get into double cleansing or even skincare really until I started my Instagram. Um, at, damn I know Angela. That <laughs> I know that before you had said you started your um, your Instagram as like a coffee page and that's why your name is Grace Drinks Coffee. My intention when I started my Instagram was to do panning, like makeup panning, and yeah. then quickly it turned into skincare. And then I got like really into the hype, like the hype stuff. And I think you'll see like as we go through like the best of 2020, I think my feelings towards skincare has really changed. But I really didn't get into skincare until like maybe two years ago. That's interesting actually yeah. to me because this is like a small amount of background, I guess, as we go along. I've been interested in skincare and makeup and I've had like little blogs along the way since I was 15. Um, they were never popular and I was always really shy until this one, mm -hmm. but like I, I was always into skincare because I had really bad acne when I was in high school, um, and very much into foundation. So those are always my favorite products to talk about. Yeah. I had really bad acne as a teenager. It, it was so bad that I actually ended up doing Accutane. And it's funny because I did have bad acne and I I did want to get rid of it, but I think that my answer to that was like full coverage matte foundation yeah. instead of actually taking care of my skin. Uh, that's well, that was a, the trend back then. Yeah, and that's been a big learning experience throughout my time on beauty, the beauty community on Instagram for sure. Um, but okay, I'm interested in hearing what your favorite second cleanse was for 2020. Oh, okay. It's the Versed Wash It Out Gel Cleanser. I, I really like it. It never irritates my acne. It doesn't have fragrance in it. It's targeted towards oily skin types, but it's not like a drying gel. Mm -hmm. It's pretty hydrating. And I like I like it mostly because it's around $10. And I use it multiple times a day because um, during the school year, I like to I like to work out in the middle of the day. So it's just easy for me to like wash my face with that in the middle of the day because I don't feel like I'm wasting a really expensive cleanser. Yeah. 
I also, my favorite second cleanse, I, I picked two. They're both from CeraVe. I like the CeraVe foaming facial cleanser as well as the hydrating facial cleanser. And I have to agree with you that for me, one of the most important aspects of a cleanser is that it needs to be affordable. Yeah. I definitely don't feel that they're – I mean, first of all, you can do whatever the hell you want with your money. Like I have no – you know what I mean? Like, it's Yes, not we're not main, here to police your spending or anything. Yeah, you can do whatever you want with your money. But for me, I think it's totally valid um, if I w- personally want to spend money on skincare. But with cleanser, that's not actually dwelling on your face. You're literally just washing it down the drain. So yeah. for me, I want something that is simple but – effective and cheap ultimately. So like with the CeraVe, I think you can get a pretty big bottle of it for like maybe 15 or 16 bucks. Yeah. Which, you know, isn't bad. I, um, I've mostly used the foaming one because previously my skin had been a little bit like combination oily and I like using that in the winter, but I've started using some other skincare products that I will mention later on in the podcast that have dried my skin out a little bit. And I find myself liking the hydrating one a little more lately, especially because it's very dry and cold now in the winter months. I've heard so many good things about those cleansers, and I feel like they're, like, very commonly recommended by dermatologists, um, at least for, like, the people that I know. Yeah, they're literally in, like, the dermatologist recommended section, like, at the drugstore. Yeah, yeah. I've actually never tried them because, well, mostly because they're not cruelty-free, and uh, I try to stay cruelty-free, which I know you do as well, but they're always... There were there are some things that I just won't compromise on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's fair. I know that's one thing about a lot of the more affordable, simple brands at the drugstore for skincare is I feel like most of them really are not cruelty free. Yeah, uh, which is a shame. But CeraVe was actually recommended to me by my dermatologist, uh, so I went with it, and I've been using it for. Uh, I want to say like a year now, um, and I've really enjoyed it. So best toner. So I'm going to say something that I think is a little bit – I think some people would view it as a toner and some people view it as more of like a treatment. Mm -hmm. But mine is going to be the Paula's Choice 2% BHA exfoliator. A classic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's more like – it's really more of a treatment, but I think you could technically view it as an exfoliating toner. So I don't love having to purchase Paula's Choice off of their website because as far as I know, they're not sold like at any other retailer. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. um, I think there's, I think I've said this to you like in a FaceTime before. I think they're sold at like only at the flagship store of Birchbox in New York City in person. Yeah, you have said this to me before. Also, the idea of going to the birch box <laughs> store is not that attractive to me. Yeah, so, um, no. I, just leaving my house in general. I've definitely been a little agoraphobic over yeah. over this past year. Can anyone relate? Um, but I would definitely have to say that one. So uh, I, I think that I use it every other day uh, with alternating with a retinol. And mm-hmm. I have tried a couple of different uh BHAs, especially, you know, in June when the Black Lives Matter movement kind of came to a peak and we were all trying to educate ourselves a little bit more about, uh, you know, consuming Black-owned brands and um, 
brands that actually represent the population. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying out a couple of different brands, and I know that Paula's Choice, when they did their um, pull up for change, their numbers were not great. <laughs> so yeah. I tried to move away from them, but to be honest, every other BHA that I tried just really did not do the same thing for me. So I still am trying to find an alternative, but I think that the alternative may just be switching over to my retinol slowly as like a daily treatment. So the one thing I wanted to say as we're going along is that there are certain things on my list of 2020 favorites are that are just like the things I use the most and couldn't tell you like a better one that I could think of. But some of the brands and like Angela said about Paula's Choice, like some of the brands I don't support anymore and I want to make note of those as well. So yeah, I agree with that. I think I have, I have a couple as well. Yeah. Um, So my best toner was the Inky List PHA toner, um, which I actually repurchased today. (laughs) Really? You knew it? Is it because I recommended it to you? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It's so good. It's like, I was talking with Kiana from Where is Kiana today? Mm-hmm. And um, she's great on Instagram. If you guys don't know her, you should check her out. And I was talking about how, like, back in the day, the exfoliating toner, other than the Paula's Choice one, was from Biologique Recherche, and it was called... Um, oh, the P50. Yes, the yes. Lotion P50. And everybody who read into the gloss wanted to get their little paws on it. Yeah. And you could only get it at spas. And so... I found a spa in lower Manhattan when I was living there and I would go there and buy the travel size one because I couldn't like swallow my pride and get the big size, but it was so good. And it was like one of those stinging toners that we were like, ah, burns so good. It's working. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's working. And (laughs) then they made like a knockoff of it in the moon juice, like acid toner, which I also really love. And then- I feel like this Inkyless PHA toner is just like the best of all of those things. Like it's really pretty gentle, but it's a great daily exfoliant. And I worked up to it. So I used it every other night and now I use it like every night. Um, yeah. And it's only $10.99 and it's amazing. And I know, I know that I was, James I was Welsh. Say, yeah. Oh, I, sorry. I was going to say and the Inkyless is really affordable as well. Yeah. I have like quite a few things that I like from the Inkyless actually. But I really like that toner. And yeah, I was as I was saying, like James Welsh, that skincare guru on in, on YouTube or something, mm-hmm. recommended it. And then it sold out absolutely everywhere. <laughs> so they just restocked it. Now that's what I call macro influence. That's a macro <laughs> influence right there. Not us. My honorable mention in this category was um, rose water, which I know isn't really a toner, but I used it as a toner for a good like year and a half before moving on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good like training wheels toner if you want to get into toner. So I agree. Yeah. I feel like rose water is your shit. Me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I used to like, and I still have a bottle of it. It's so good at like setting your makeup or like misting. Like when I put on concealer, I like to put on my concealer and then mist it and then blend it in. Oh, interesting. I feel like I have, (laughs) I have like an art theory when it comes to makeup because I think it's like painting. So when I put on my concealer, I wet it like a, like a watercolor and then I blend it in. 
um, it seems to work pretty consistently with like making things look skin like. I have but anyway, never I heard that before. Oh my god! <laughs> I digress. Innovative but like, yeah, tips and trips, tricks with Grace Drinks <laughs> Coffee. Jeez. Okay. Did you have any honorable mention toners, or did you want to move on to moisturizer? I did not have an honorable mention because my toner, like, is kind of it's kind of questionable. Even if that one is a toner, I really don't use toner. <laughs> I don't think toner is a necessary step, but I make exceptions for treatment toners like the PHA toner yeah, um, and the one that you said because I think those are really helpful and I don't use other exfoliants. I was just going to say I know that I had talked earlier about, you know, how I started my Instagram and it was more skincare focused rather than makeup. Um, mm-hmm. And I think with skincare, I've done pretty much a full 360 and I think you'll kind of see that in my favorites for 2020 that I went from being bare bones to like way overabundant and then I've kind of trimmed the fat. revolved all the way back to really bare bones. I have three cate- three three mentions for moisturizer, by the way. Oh my god. Um, okay, go on. <laughs> my favorite moisturizer of the year was the Glow Recipe Watermelon Glow Juice Blah Blah Blah. The the gel <laughs> one in, in the pink bottle. The pink one. Um, which was gifted to me through Octoly. And I freaking love that stuff. I have like combination oily skin. And I find that it's like really balancing and it's got like enough moisture. Um, I felt like that one was a real, um, how do I, what is that? What is the phrase when there's like a dark horse? What is the the phrase when, I don't even know, the dark horse, I guess. <laughs> um, because I wasn't expecting to like it, but I did want to try Glow Recipe. I wasn't expecting to like it because all of their products are heavily fragranced. And then mm-hmm. I became a total Glow Recipe stan after after using it. I know. So I had never actually really had much interest in Glow Recipe until you started raving about them. And when I was at Sephora the other day, I almost like broke my rule of not buying. I've kind of made a rule with myself that I'm not going to buy any like Sephora brand makeup anymore. Mm-hmm. Um because I'd rather spend it on makeup, honestly. Um, but I almost picked up a little like travel size set of like the moisturizer and mask. <laughs> I got myself like the trial kit of like all the Glow Recipe products and not all of them, but most of them. Uh, and I like most of them. I have the banana souffle moisturizer as well. And I like that, but just not as much. Um, but they're really good for like prepping your skin for makeup and stuff. And I like wearing them as like, night moisturizers as well but oh and my honorable mentions were (laughs) I'll just get these out of the way because I don't want to talk about them too much um the wildcat beauty mushroom moss moisturizer which was sent to me question mark yes it was (laughs) (laughs) uh it was sent to me and I have an affiliate code not that anybody needs to use it but like I really like that moisturizer it's a gel cream and wow all of these moisturizers were sent to me and I feel like an asshole but the last You're one an was <laughs> she's an influencer <laughs> no no I'm not um <laughs> and the last one is an honorable mention it's the milk vegan milk moisturizer um I liked that one a lot which was also sent to me but it was really good it's like a really nice um thick skincare thingy I don't know it's a nice thick winter moisturizer I'm running out of adjectives Angela and um 
I don't really support milk anymore because during the pull up for change in, in June, people who worked there came out and said that they were not kind towards their black employees. And to my knowledge, they have never apologized for this. And in addition to the fact that they create shade ranges and then, I mean, I think it's great if you add just shade ranges over time, but lately you should just be coming out with a full shade range. I just don't think there's an exception to that. Um, I think some of their shade ranges suck and they're very inconsistent with that. So I don't buy from them anymore, but I did like that moisturizer. So actually that is what I listed as my favorite moisturizer of 2020 oh, uh, nice. the, the milk makeup vegan milk moisturizer yeah. <laughs> kind of redundant but mm-hmm. I so the thing is is that I think that the reason why I love this moisturizer so much is because it's I think it's the first really thick like creamy plumping moisturizer that I'd ever tried um, I think that I have kind of come to a realization that the older I get, the more like oil and life is being sucked out of me. And oh, that yeah. kind of like just dawned on me this year that I'm really not as oily as I thought and that I need to start like replenishing my skin um, more during the, the nighttime yeah. with my moisturizers and serums. So I think part of the reason why I love this moisturizer so much was because it's the first really thick um, – moisturizer that, that I've tried. Uh, but like Grace, because of everything that you said, I also do not support milk anymore, or at least for the time being, I'm kind of putting them on hold and, you know, waiting to see what they do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like alternately what I replace that with um, is the CeraVe moisturizing cream, the one that yes, comes in the consistency. Big- yeah, the big um, dark blue tub. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a drugstore product. Um, it's very simple, uh, but I find that it does pretty much the same thing as the milk makeup vegan milk moisturizer. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's such a bad name. I know. It, well, and the thing is that moisturizer is like forty dollars, and with the CeraVe you get much more product, and it's for like a fraction of a fraction of the price. I just finished up my last of the Milk Makeup Vegan Milk Moisturizer (laughs) maybe a couple weeks ago. So the CeraVe Moisturizing Cream is newer to my collection, but I wanted to put it in there because I wanted to suggest an alternative to a brand that I find problematic. So our next category was Best Eye Cream, and I'm just going to go ahead right now and say that I do not use eye cream. Um, Me neither. (laughs) Okay, perfect. We can um, skip that one. Can, I just didn't know if you – I was pretty sure you didn't use eye cream because you gave me an eye cream once and you were like, I don't like it. But um, <laughs> No, yeah. I gave it to you because you said it was your favorite kind. <laughs> it was at the time and now I'm just like, eye cream is a glorified moisturizer. I think that, you know, um, eye cream might serve a purpose for you if if you are someone who has more like – troubled under eyes but for me like I really don't have any wrinkles or I'm lucky enough that like genetically I don't really have like under eye bags and stuff so for me I just use my moisturizer the CeraVe moisturizer all over my face yeah I think you can just uh like put an extra layer of moisturizer on there and call it a day Um, I agree but uh, that being said like Angela and I are both in our 20s so if like you're older and you want something targeted towards that, I do have a recommendation. 
Um, I have one recommendation <laughs> from this year, uh, the Glow Recipe Avocado Retinol Eye Cream. So I'm going to put this out there. I was using this as a face cream because I didn't read that it was an eye cream, but it was actually a very good face cream. So I can, <laughs> I feel I can recommend it as an eye cream. It just made me feel so bougie when I found out it was an eye cream because, you know, there's always, there was once a rumor that Beyonce, and this is unsubstantiated, so, um, but there was a rumor that Beyonce used eye cream as face cream and like face cream as body cream. And I was like, ooh. Bougie. You're like, therefore, I am Beyonce. <laughs> therefore, I'm Beyonce. But yeah, I don't really use eye cream, but that one was decent. Um, did you want to do best SPF now? Because unfortunately, I had left out this category, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I actually have two. Uh, so oh. the first one is one that I think is also going to be Grace's. Yeah. Uh, you're like, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, and I know what she, it is. She actually introduced me to it. Uh, she had been talking about how much she liked it and then one day we went on a bike ride around central park together very cute and she let me try some of it and it's the black girl sunscreen uh it's what 15 dollars at target and it's a black owned mm -hmm. company uh, and it's wonderful it wears so beautifully under makeup um yeah, it's, it's very a good primer yeah it's very glowy and it's perfect because you can totally skip priming um and even under any foundations that are like a little bit too dry maybe or if you're having some issues with dry patches i find that it just makes my skin look so radiant and like flawless yeah, I agree. I So that one's my favorite from this year. And I went through three bottles of it. That being said, I used it on my body as well. But um, it's just so good. And for a while in the summer, it replaced my moisturizer and my skin was totally fine with that. And I know a lot of people who use it just as moisturizer. And I was also thinking about purchasing the black girl sunscreen for kids which is like an spf 50 so it's a little bit higher mm -hmm. just to compare it but um yeah. at the moment and my honorable mention is i'm using the crave beauty beat shield which i also really love it's very similar and it gives like the same glowy effect as black girl sunscreen but it's not as thick which sometimes i like sometimes i don't with black girl sunscreen, I feel like for how thick it is, it does dry down and like sink into the skin decently, but it still is a little bit, I, I don't want to say oily because I think that has like a negative connotation, but yeah. it doesn't dry down completely. Yeah, um, it does leave a, a certain radiance, yes. uh, I guess. <laughs> a, um, a glossy glow. Um, also, it I, never pills up, which I appreciate. That's true. I think that for my honorable mention, I am sorry to be this way, but it's going to be the CeraVe Ultralight Moisturizing <laughs> Cream with SPF. Um, my dermatologist... Angela's just here selling her CeraVe. <laughs> I know. Please honestly, see Angela at the end of the show. <laughs> honestly, this is not a paid promotion. I mean, I wish. I wish that CeraVe would like would pay me to basically just be a CeraVe stan account at this point. But um, no, my dermatologist actually gave me some samples of it. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. Uh, the thing that I do have to say about it is that it definitely is ultra light. 
And when you put it on, it does sink in and you can barely tell that it's on your face, but it still does offer moisturizing properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that I do have to say is, is that I think that for me, because my skin has been a little bit drier, this would be better for the summer months. And I wish that I had discovered it back then, but I still do really like it, especially if um, I want to do a makeup look with like, and I want to use a really glowy base or something. I think that it sits really well underneath like the glossy future do, for example. So our next category is best mask. Mask. <laughs> best yeah, like, mask. Like a, not like you know what's become really interesting in the pandemic is now when you Google face mask, it comes up as like um the the like mask you put over your mouth and nose oh, to protect yeah. people. But like it used to be that like a face mask, I mean it still is, but it's become more confusing. But like a like a skincare mask. Right. So best skincare mask. Once again, I um, am really bare bones with my makeup routine. So I don't really mask on a regular basis. Uh, But I would have to say, I think maybe the only mask that I've used this year is the mask of Magnum Inti from Lush. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. So I'm actually, I don't think I've tried any other Lush uh, skincare. I've tried their body care, but not necessarily their face skincare because I know they do use uh, essential oils, I think, in pretty much yeah, all their you're formulations. Not missing anything. Yeah. And I feel like um, I'm at a point where I am just personally choosing to not use fragrance as much as I can in my skincare yeah. uh, because I just don't think it's necessary. But um, I actually really like that one. I think because I've been using it for a couple years now and it just it's kind of nostalgic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I feel like I do masks as less of like a treatment and more of just like a treat yourself, like self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I feel that, you know, you should have to purchase something to partake in self-care, but, you know, do what you want to do. That's what I do. <laughs> I actually – so. I have a th- I have three strict categories that I have when it comes to masks. I always have um, a clay mask, uh, a hydrating mask, and an exfoliating mask. Um, Fancy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I know. <laughs> I, I know it's 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 too much. I'm too much. But my favorite mask this year was actually the Burt's Bees exfoliating clay mask, which I never see anybody talk about. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's the freaking best. Everybody should try it. Go out. It's $3. Like $3? They only sell it in a travel size for God knows what reason. Huh. I do think you can get a full size somewhere, but I've never seen one in store. It's a, it's a rare beauty, I guess. The, the travel size is $3 and it's a clay mask with like little gritty things in it I ignore the gritty things they don't make a difference to me but it's a really nice clay mask um and it is a little bit drying but usually as I said like I'll mix um you know pro tip but I don't know I think a lot of people do this I always mix my clay masks with moisturizer or a hydrating mask just so that it doesn't like super dry my skin out Mm -hmm. um and but that one I like on its own I don't think it's too drying and then my honorable mention is the Soul Addict Skincare Manuka Mama Mask, which is just like, um, it's like a honey mask with a little bit of peppermint oil in it. And like, I would, I would say a good amount of CBD, but I don't really, I don't like, um, I don't know the benefits of CBD. And so I don't 
recommend things for CBD benefits to any, to anyone on my page or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I honestly don't know what it does. And I'm pretty sure like a lot of things that claim to be like CBD are actually just hemp oil. So I don't know enough, but that one is very good. It's a nice like honey mask. I like to wear it while I'm, I'm taking my luxurious baths. <laughs> I'm really, <laughs> I'm really interested in that Burt's Bees mask now. Maybe I have tomorrow off. Maybe I'll yeah, have just to run to CVS. Go it's and a, pick it like up. every CVS. I can send you a picture of what it looks like. Yeah, it's a good do. one. Okay, so our next category is best skincare treatment. Uh, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Uh, mine is super general. It's just acne patches, like the little. Um, hydrocolloidal bandages that is a great one I did not even think of that oh yeah I just love them and I feel like I've tried so many different kinds this year and they do kind of vary in quality but the ones I've I've liked the most are from Welly the little it's actually like a band-aid company but they have like a little tin where you can get 30 or so um patches I really like those. And then I love micro dart patches as well. And my favorites for those are the Rael um, tea tree micro dart patches. I feel like those really like kill the, the, um, the blemish. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, those, the Rael ones you recommended to me a while back. And for those of you listening, who knows what, um, oh shoot, what's the brand called? Uh, they came out, they were like, really big in like the micro dart it, they were really trendy oh zit sticker zit yes. sticker they're kind of like a, a much cheaper dupe for zit sticker with like the, the micro darts and grace recommended them to me and i do have to say that if you have like a very deep um like hormonal like cystic acne type blemish they're really good for those and they actually do really decrease the size like overnight yeah, especially for the ones that hurt. Like, if you don't have – so, like, even if you have, um like, an under – my mom would always call them undergrounders, but they're, like, the spots that, like, are under the skin that really are hurting. Um, if you put that on, it typically, like, lessens the hurting by the next day. I, that's, like – sorry, I'm mixing up my words now. But it really, it really helps with any sort of pain that you're experiencing from it. Yeah, I feel um, like it really helps to like surface the blemish. So then you can either – I'm not a big pimple popper because my skin scars really easily. But mm-hmm. then you can treat it like topically with like a spot treatment or use like one of the more um, just regular pimple patches that doesn't yeah. have the micro darts. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I mean I don't recommend this because I'm not an esthetician. But um, but I fancy myself a home esthetician sometimes, and some esthetician listening to this is going to scream. But <laughs> what I do is I take um, a small uh, like tool that looks like a needle, um, and I sterilize it with an alcohol wipe. Or I have like a one of my favorite things to keep in my like skincare cabinet is rubbing alcohol because I always sterilize my tools before like using any sort of like face rollers or anything like that because I don't want to spread bacteria but like I'll like take the 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 it's like an extraction tool and I alcohol swab it and then I'll just like poke the zit which sounds disgusting and then put like a hydrocolloidal patch on top and it works like a like a dream interesting try at your own at your own um at your own risk yeah you're not liable for anything (laughs) this is the warning that you get (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, so 
I kind of went a little bit more specific with the skincare treatment category mm-hmm. and I feel the need to like get on my soapbox a little bit, but Oh, I'm excited. Go ahead. For, so for me, uh, these were the products that I was kind of alluding to earlier when, where I was saying I've moved away a little bit from high end, you know, expensive like Sephora brand beauty, uh, more to like simplified products. Mm-hmm. So I actually went to a, the dermatologist, a new dermatologist for the first time in like ever, uh, some months ago when I moved down to the city and they prescribed me a couple topical treatments. So they prescribed me a retinol called a cleaf, which I believe is like one of the first new retinols in like 20 years or something like that. Um, and it's been proven to be successful in clinical trials uh, with uh, people with acne, as well as Axone, uh, which is a topical that I use every day during the day. Uh, and that's just like an anti, you know, like an anti-acne topical product. And I believe that it specifically has been studied in women, which is interesting because a lo- I feel like a lot of times in clinical trials, it's really just men, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is really fucked up. But I think honestly, the past few months that I have been using these, my skin has never looked better. Uh, and I... I recognize it and I've actually gotten a lot of compliments on my skin, which as I mentioned earlier, I used to have really bad acne, so it makes me feel so good. Uh, and I, I guess the little soapbox is that, you know, skincare is really fun, um, but I would say like if you have the means to, to actually go to a doctor, like if you're actually experiencing, uh, you know, really bad bad like acne or psoriasis or eczema or whatever, I would say that, you know, one trip to the doctor can save you a lot of money um, and and time with trying to figure out uh, your skincare and like doing what is best for your skin. Yeah, I agree. And if you don't have the money for a dermatologist, um, I actually have a recommendation. I've been using Curology for about two and a half years, something like that. And um, every time my skin changes or I feel like it's not working, I will contact the, they have like physician's assistants who help come up with formulas for you. And earlier this year, I hadn't changed my prescription in a really long time. And like, I guess my provider changed and she reached out to me and asked me if I was experiencing anything um, that I wanted to ha- her to handle. And I was just like, actually, yeah, I feel like my skin is this, this, and that. And she changed the formula and I feel like my skin's been excellent lately. So yes, I, I agree. Like I use Curology after moisturizer and um, I feel like it is like one of those topical treatments um, like you were talking about, except obviously on a, a smaller, less harsh scale. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I have one of the more gentle like formulas, I know that they make them pretty strong. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't work for everybody. I know that my boyfriend didn't like Curology, so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like skincare and makeup, that's one of the, the beauties of it, right, is that it's all very individual. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's why like beauty podcasts and like YouTubers and Instagram, that's why it's so popular because we all have different opinions. Um, and why it's so fun to talk about. 
So yeah, that is like my advice. But also I do understand that not everyone is going to have access to insurance or a dermatologist. So the last um, category that we have is best hair care. Um, I'll start. Uh, I don't have much on here because um, so I have really curly hair. I have like 3A, I don't know, curls um, that usually form ringlets. And um, I used to use a lot of Diva Curl products. And then I don't know if you know this, <laughs> and Angela, then all my but hair like, fell out. <laughs> yeah, but shit hit the fan this year with Diva Curl. And I don't know if it was like a reformulation or a, an ingredients issue or a quality control problem, but it wasn't just me that was experiencing hair fall. It was like a lot of people. Um, so I kind of, uh, I went on a, a small journey this year where I tried, um, not washing my hair at all because my scalp was so irritated um and like doing like water rinses which was an oily adventure <laughs> um and then i just like stripped everything back to i use nizarol which is like a, a really nice prescription shampoo uh that you can not really prescription you can get it at the drugstore but it's medicated um and then <laughs> My favorite thing from 2020 was actually the Whole Foods fragrance-free conditioner because that shit's the <laughs> bomb. It's so good. It's $8 for a gigantic bottle, which no nothing ever makes me happier than cheap, gigantic hair care. And like, <laughs> it's really good at detangling. Um, it's what uh, people in the curly hair community would call, there's a lot of slip to it. So it's good mm -hmm. for like finger detangling curls and stuff. Um, so that's my favorite from the year. Gotcha. And that's it. <laughs> and then on the other end of things, I have very, very straight hair. Uh, so I think that my favorite – I don't really care. I don't want to say I don't care about my hair, but I definitely focus a lot on my makeup and then usually just throw my hair up into a ponytail. I like being fairly low maintenance. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think that my favorite products were from Briogeo and Amica. Mm -hmm. I do have to say that Briogeo has sent me multiple uh, PR packages. Oh, so sick. I, I didn't I, Yeah, so I think that all of the products that I want to mention from them, and I'll just go over them quickly, I believe all of these were sent to me. Um, so I really love their Don't Despair Repair Conditioning Mask, as well as the Don't De Despair Repair Strength and Moisture Leave-In Mask. <laughs> okay. they, they sound like the same thing, but one Is of them- Is that the one in the Honey Bear? <laughs> no, it's not. That's really cute though. No, this the, um, the Don't Re Despair Repair Conditioning Mask comes in a tub, um, and it honestly just feels like a really thick- uh, like conditioner and I just use it as such. I really don't do hair masking. Um, but I don't know. I feel like some of you listening, probably people that are listening to this first episode all know this, but I went on like kind of a crazy hair journey. Uh, not so much this past year because obviously salons were shut down because of the panorama, but I'm just using that because I like don't know if, you know how like before like things were being uh, like taken down because it was like propaganda, like about the pandemic, whatever. Oh, anyway. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. So okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying panorama. We'll just call um, it the panorama from now on. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously salons were shut down, but last year I went on this crazy hair journey 
where I had, I bleached my whole head. I was trying to go gray and then I ended up going pink and then I went like really light ginger um, and then I went back to brown. And so I've just been through like a lot of shit with my hair and I've this past year just been trying to get it back to healthy. And so I really love the don't despair repair conditioning mask, just using it as conditioner because it's super hydrating. And then also for an Amika product, their color lock leave-in conditioner was amazing when the majority of my head was bleached, um, just making it easier to comb through and make it less frizzy. Um, Now that my hair has grown out and just the bottom of my hair is bleached, um, I really like using the Briogeo Moisture Leave-In Conditioner uh, that I I feel like I'm not making sense at all. Um, but I really like using that one because it's a little bit lighter than the Amica Leave-In Conditioner, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not quite as heavy-duty, and it doesn't make my roots oily like the Amica one would now that like my bleached hair has grown out, if that makes sense. Yeah, bleached hair always, like, I have obviously some bleached hair and um it's just it like drinks up everything you put on it yeah it's really it's really quite fun (laughs) it's great it's great thank you guys so much for tuning in to our skincare hair care and body care portion of our 2020 favorites we're actually going to be cutting our favorites into two parts so if you stay tuned we will be putting out a part two that consists of our makeup favorites of 2020 thank you so much for listening bye bye guys see you soon